Good morning. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. You know, there's so many things going on in the real estate business and and the real estate space. You know, when people talking about real estate, uh, what better way to bring our next guest in? And now, by way of St. Petersburg, Florida, he is the general manager at Rate My Agent U.S. He is an ambassador at Inman News. He recently won in 2019 the Inman Innovator Award for podcasting. He is the host and founder of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. He's a husband, a father, and a survivor. He is Bill Risser. David, you need to travel with me when I <laughs> when I when I appear on a show. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I was looking for the confetti and the lights, but I couldn't find it, so I was right. trying to. <laughs> that's great. That's great. It made you know, my day. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're very widely respected, and, and certainly in the podcast space, and you know, uh, your real estate sessions podcast is phenomenal. You know, what was the impetus uh, behind that uh, podcasting? You know, because people are starting to get into podcasting now. Um, you know, because it's, it's a little bit, um, you know, maybe more convenient. The tools are cool. You know, I even got my uh, my new Yeti uh, mic and all that kind of stuff, right? So. Uh, um, <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, you know, what the, uh, what the reason you, know, you came up with that real estate session podcast. You know, it was the summer of 2015 and I, I'd seen some podcasting going on, you know, Pat Hibben was doing it. He'd been doing it for a long time, real estate rock stars. And, and I'm like, I wonder, you know, I, I, I think I could do a show. I think it'd be kind of fun. I love talking to people. I'm very curious by nature. So I've always done an interview style show like you do, David. And I, um, I said, oh, let's just see how this podcast stuff works. Did some digging. Started with Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, which is the, one of the oldest podcasting platforms out there. And in it was July 31st, August 1st of 2015, I called up my buddy Jay Thompson, who at the time was with Zillow doing yep. the mystery we relations. All, we, we all know Jay. We, we, we all know Jay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he said, yeah, I'll do it. And I recorded the show. I hate listening to it. You can go find it. It's it's the, the, it's really bad. But it's, it's from that model of, Hey, you just got to get going. You know, don't, don't, don't wait for perfection. Just, just get something out there. And, uh, and it's gotten better over the years, but that, that was the impetus. I, I loved listening to good interviewers and I wanted to try to do the same thing. Well, you, you know, you, you have a great voice too. So you're, you, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because how things evolve and, 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 and you look at the first, I mean, I look at the first, um, uh, video that I did a Facebook live interview and it's just, you know, it's like the lighting is so bad and the audio you could barely hear and like, what did he say? You know, kind of thing. And, but it it really is, you know, and, and, uh, Sue Pinky Benson uh, said something that always, uh, really, um, it kind of stuck with me. It was like, you know, you, you know, it it doesn't matter. You have to do it. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like people, people, people see how you look. They, they see how you, you know, what you listen, you know, they listen to you or whatever, but you know, you got to do it. And, you know, and I guess that's really something that, you know, most people, and I, and I don't know about you, but I mean, this isn't our comfort zone. This isn't like, like, you know, maybe three years later it is, but it certainly wasn't the first, you know, I still get nervous. Like this morning I'm like writing my intro and I'm like, you know, I hope I, you know, I don't mess things up, which I probably will. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, so, uh, you know, to those listeners and viewers out there, you know, it's not too late to get into podcasting, is it? 
No, it, it's not too late to get into video as well, right? I mean, I think that um, I, I just, I've always done an audio only podcast. I just kind of went old school. And once I got it going, I just kind of left it there and I'm comfortable with it. Uh, but I think that a realtor starting out is going to do something like you're doing, David. Every week you're producing this content. Uh, and it's it, it could be stripped away and put into a podcast very easily, but you've also got the the video that can be posted at all kinds of different places. Uh, I, you know, the, all the complaints and, and I've I, Sue Sue is a dear friend. In fact, Michelle Belisari, who is one of your agents, she's she's in her her podcast is amazing as well. Um, so they 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 all had to start someplace, and every single one of us just hated what we did in the beginning. But but you just got to do it. Um, I don't know how else to explain that. It's been a year of video in real estate since like 2010. Every year it's a year of video, and but but it's the adoption rate is still so low. Um, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of other tools to make it easy. BombBomb, I've been with BombBomb since 2012. I mean, the ability to have those one-to-one -one video conversations as opposed to just simple, you know, black text on white screen uh, is is powerful as well. So, yeah, I, I, my my words are: don't be afraid, do it. Um, my favorite guy said to me one time, this old gentleman who would. You know, a realtor who said, I, uh, you know, the reason I'm doing video is because they're going to see me anyways. And I just don't want to shock them when they see me. I go, perfect. That's, that's perfect now. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I mean, eventually if they're going to be repulsed by you when they see you, you might as well get it over yeah, with. Get it over with. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, you know, Michael Thorne and Jesse Peters were our, mm. were my mentors um, uh, getting into this. And, and certainly Sue was as well. But, um, you know, as you're, as you're going through it, you know, we all have a lot to say, right? We all, you know, we speak to people, if we're in the real estate space, we're, we're speaking to people every day and, yeah. you know, and we have something to say. So why not say it to more people and have yeah. more of an audience? Put, exactly. put it, put it out there. That's exactly right. I mean, I, you know, for me, it's funny. You mentioned Michael Thorne and, and Jesse, Michael's been on my podcast. Michelle's been on my podcast. Sue Benson's been on my podcast. Soon, David, you'll be a guest on my podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to make all this work. So it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, it, you know, it's a kind of an amazing thing, you know, when you look at all the um, people that, and, and I occasion, like every few months, I'll look back at my, my guests, right. People mm -hmm. that are, um, that, you know, that, that I've interviewed and, and, you, and you're like, wow, you know, that, that interview was really great or that interview bombed or what have you. And, you know, who was your favorite interview? You know, and I say favorite, you know, who was the most memorable interview uh, that you did? You know, I uh, for me, it would probably be Mark Davison, who's one of the co-founders of Thousand Watt. You know, they're uh, they're the marketing agency um, extraordinaire out of the out of the West Coast. And he's just a very interesting guy because for me, it comes down to what's their background. My podcast is, you know, very unique. I don't jump right into some sort of um, help immediately for an agent or someone in the business watching the podcast. I spend the first third for sure. I want to find out about their background, where they come from, what they do. And, and he actually worked in the music industry for 20 years. And there are just some amazing stories that came out of there. And, and then his, his, he was with Inman in, when, in the beginning and helped shape what Inman looked like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then this, then just stepping away with, um, with Brian Boero and creating this just fantastic agency. It was just a great story. So those are the kinds that, that I like, people that have uh, really cool backstories. And, and a lot of realtors, a lot of people in our business do. Very few people are in high school going, I can't wait to get out of school and become a realtor. 
right? So <laughs> there's always a story. It, it's yeah. Well, it's usually like you know, hey, I'm I'm David Sorrell, you know, but I used to be a teacher. I'm a realtor now, but I used to be a teacher. I used to be an engineer. I used to be a doctor. <laughs> Whatever it may be, it's it's yeah. You know, it's um. And the funny thing is, uh, way back when I used to um, blog um, on Active Rain, um, yeah. and uh, you know, way way back then, and um, and I remember one of the blogs was basically stop, you know, stop giving the excuse that I used to be a realtor, because so many people, you know, you know, until people realize that this is a professional, you know. It, Listen, not all realtors are created equal, and certainly consumers know this. Uh, people watching know this. You know, th there are certain people that are really good at their craft, and they're really good. At, and when we say good at the craft, it doesn't mean a used car salesman craft. It means, you know, or sales tactics or anything like that. It means that, you know, to lead the people down to a, you know, a pathway of kind of, you know, where they make that decision, but you're there as a, a knowledgeable professional agent to navigate some of the obstacles, you know, that, that comes your way. Um, you know, when we're talking about obstacles, um, you know, we talk about, you know, kind of, I think the people, most real estate professionals, you know, have a, have a problem with continuing to follow up after the closing, right? Um, mm. I heard one time he says, you know, don't make it like a funeral. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you, you know, you're gone, right? You know, yeah. you, you do the closing, and you know, maybe you you contact them a few months down the road or whatever. Um, tell us a little bit about rate my agent because you know testimonials and reviews are so big now. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I bought a product without actually first looking at the reviews. And I want to see the negative ones. I want to see the ones that, you know, don't give me five stars, that give me three stars or four stars, because those, you know, those I can look at and say, well, their negative doesn't mean my negative, you know, or, or right, right. you know, um, you know, maybe they, they didn't contact you within 18 seconds. They contacted you in a minute and a half, you know, or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'm a huge fan of a 4.8, a solid 4.8 for someone's overall review average, because that's just an honest, it looks very honest to me, right? Um, and so Rate My Agent, real quick, it's it's a digital marketing platform that's designed to help agents kind of harness the power of verified reviews. And that's really our differentiator is the ability to take the review and tie it to the actual transaction. Uh, that's unique in our space. Uh, and so that's what we're really good at. And, and on top of that, once you've got a review that's in there, uh, tied to the transaction on its own unique URL, it can be used a lot of different ways. Now you can push it out. Now you can distribute it through your social circles. You can do digital ad campaigns that can be stuck in a widget on your website. Um, you name it, you now have this control of that. Um, and then we're doing other cool things like allowing, um, helping agents push those reviews out to, uh, with the help of the consumer into your Google My Business reviews or to push the post out. I don't think many people realize this, but you can post into a feed in your Google My Business and have those just automatically you know, running through there because we all know how important Google is in this world. I think if, look, if uh, David, if I, you're, you're a good friend of mine and, and I, review, I refer a good, another friend to you to use as an agent, um, there's probably still, even though we're, I'm good friends with you and I'm good friends with them, they're still gonna go to Google and type your name in. And what pops up, you need to control that as an agent. So I think, uh, I think realtors get that now. Um, and they're and they're really you know engaged in the, in these conversations and and so that's that's like step one of your initial question which was how do we continue to follow up right I mean it's so critical I mean I um, the letter CRM just seemed to set off like 
weird things in people. <laughs> but but your Remax This is the best Sierra. <laughs> yeah, well Remax, I know, I know uh, Adam and the team uh, brought Bouge on board, right? So you have something that's you know that's consistent and everybody knows. Um, but boy, you know, a CRM to me is this simple. It's um, you talk to somebody, you document it. And then right when you're done document it, documenting what you talked about, you schedule the next time you're going to call them. I don't care if it's two months, two weeks, two years. You schedule the next time and then you just do what your schedule tells you to do. If you just did that in a CRM, that's 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 a grand slam, you know. So um, yeah, not staying in touch is is a look, every online lead that 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 people get is somebody's agent who got away because somebody had to sell them the house and they don't remember or that person didn't follow up. Yeah, I mean, I saw a stat, um, I think in 2020, and I forget where it was sourced, but um, 43% of all internet leads were never responded to. You know I mean, wow. Yeah, <laughs> talk about yeah. it. Talk about a big miss. <laughs> and, and a lot of money being spent for nothing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, listen, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, an online lead, you know, business is it, tough, but, you know, it's about it. And I had Ricky Kruth on um, mm-hmm. recently and he talked about meaningful conversations. And I really kind of drilled that down a little bit. And I, I really thought that, you know what, it, it really isn't about selling real estate on a daily basis. It's having more and more, you know, meaningful conversations and whatever that meaningful, you know, means, you know, to you and your business. But, you know, it's not about real estate. It's about talking to someone about, you know, their aunt or talking to someone about, you know, um, the weather or talking to someone about, you know, sports, you know, because you're you're deepening those relationships. Yeah, my my favorite saying in that 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 kind of that vein comes from Sean Carpenter. I don't know if you know Sean. He's a mm-hmm. an agent up in Columbus, Ohio. You should have him on the show. Um, amazing coach and a realtor. And his uh, his tagline he's had for years is it's all about building relationships, solving problems and having fun. If you could do that every day, build some relationships, solve some problems, have some fun, you're having a great day as a realtor. So uh, pretty interesting. Right along those lines with Ricky. Yeah. No, it's, um, you know, and, and, and to really give people uh, a sense of, you know, what's coming, right? What, what's the, you know, the real estate market, there's so much noise and, you know, we call it disruptors or or whatnot, you know, and, you know, and it's all kinds of, uh, you know, the Z word, the C word, all kinds of things, right? You know, these behemoth companies coming in and buying up everything. And, 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 and now we're going to be indentured servants to all of them. <laughs> right. Isn't yeah. that how the real estate space? Yeah, is? it's, 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 it is the doomsday that the, the sky is falling, all that stuff. It look, um, if you stay connected to your customers, if you really do build those relationships, there's nothing that can disrupt that. That is the key, right? And and um, it's 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 a um, it's you don't need this massive group of people. I'll, I'll I'll steal another phrase from a friend of mine, Anthony Malafronte, who says, "If you have a small viable audience, that's what you need, right? That's what makes you successful." So, so how do you connect? With, how do you keep in connection with? Um, you know, those customers, because, you know, yeah. a lot of times, you know, we get, you know, real estate agents, you know, obviously get busy, certainly in this market and whether it's in St. Petersburg or in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, sure. Uh, you know, real estate agents are really, really busy right now. Right. Yeah. So they're doing yeah. almost they're they're almost prioritizing what's in front of them rather than, you know, what's, you know, two months, three months, four months down the line. And, um, you know, and we all know how that goes, because eventually, you know what? This market's not going to be as hot, you know. 
Yep. It's going to turn. It's cyclical. Real estate markets are cyclical. If you think everything, it's always going to be like this. I think we spoke off air. You know what? Uh, you know, um, you know, the, the, the famous book of who moved my cheese, you know what, you know, you better start looking for a little bit more cheese somewhere because yeah. uh, this isn't going to be forever. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. It's it's almost against human nature to uh, focus very hard on the what potentially could be the market a year from now or two years from now because you're so tied up in what's happening today. I mean, look, I was with Fidelity National Title for 20 years. The same thing happens in that world too. You get so busy, you forget about really taking care of those 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 agents and those lenders who who keep referring you business, and all of a sudden there's this kind of like they're taking me for granted feeling because you're not keeping those connections strong. So you it's there's 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 really no excuse for not finding a little bit of time somewhere. And I'm not talking about a lot of time, but a little bit of time to have this continued effort to make sure that you're not forgetting to reach out to those people, whether it's writing some hand, you know, two or three or four or five handwritten cards a day, whether it's just really paying attention on Facebook because because they're giving you the birthdays. So why are you not at least, you know, making sure that you reach out then or when something important happens? So um, it's, you've got to find a little bit of time. I know that's so hard to say because some of your, some of your agents in your brokerage, David, I'm sure work seven days a week and, you know, and then trying to find a property for a first time home buyer. I don't even know how, how much time they're putting into that. It's just, it's tens and tens and hundreds of hours. Who knows? So how do you, how do you, uh, how do you balance that is, I guess, the, the eternal question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you and, and people, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do rentals or I'm not going to do, uh, you know, mm -hmm. under a price range or those kind of things. And what people don't realize is that you have no idea where that leads you. Yeah. Um, I tell I tell a story from a while ago, not that long, maybe five, six years ago, where um, I had a referral from a, an agent uh, on a seasonal rental. You know, we were and he was coming down and I went and we went to um, go ahead and I, I showed him, a, you know, a rental. Um, and, you know, he liked a couple of things or whatever. It, it, maybe it made, maybe I made 800,000, 1500 dollars, whatever, whatever it would have been. Right. So we made an offer. It didn't get accepted. And that was like on a Saturday. And then on a Monday, I get a call. Hey, I just put your name down. I just bought a new construction condo in Fort Lauderdale. So where? So oh, the Paramount, and I'm like Paramount, like that's like expensive. <laughs> it was like a two million dollar purchase, you know, wow. and and uh, and it was like double commission and all kinds of crazy stuff that happened. And, and it wasn't because you know the, the commission thing. You just never know where that relationship's going to lead you. Yeah. So don't be don't limit yourself to price yeah. ranges and don't do this. Limit yourself to having those conversations and then you making a decision whether or not this is someone that, um, you know, fits within your business model because not everyone right. does. Not just your business model, but just fits in your, um, your community, right? Sure. Because, you know, there's sometimes there are certain types of people that uh, just won't fit and that's fine too. Uh, but it's good to know that early. So, yeah. I mean, listen, your personality is, you know, you start yeah. talking and, you know, one is, you know, really, really detailed and wants to know every little step of the way. And if that's not something that you're, um, you know, you have the ability to do, you know, it, it, you're doing a disservice to that client to take on that client. Yeah. And it's going to be a headache for you because you don't know how to deal with that client. You right. know, so <laughs> yeah, you really, you know, 
I mean, listen, refer it out, you know, have other people. And that's why it's so important also to really reach out to your colleagues, um, you know, have good relationships with um, other realtors and real estate professionals. We're not in, you know, despite what everyone says, I'm not competing for your business. You know, we're collaborating for our business. Yeah. You know, we're collaborating with these agents. That's, you know, look at the MOS system, look at the board, you know, you know, we have an offer of compensation, you know, where else, what other industry cooperates as much as the real, real estate industry? <clears throat> I don't, you know, I have no idea. That doesn't exist. exist. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, where are we going from here? Right. So we talked about, you know, um, you know, you know, companies buying companies and, and, and where things are, you know, um, potentially, uh, you know, if you want to call them disruptors or whatnot, you know, um, I always think like, listen, we, you know, we need to look in our mirror and, and, and as we, we spoke about, you know, connecting, uh, clients and continuing to have those meaningful conversations, but you know, where's the real estate market going from here? That's whatever, you know, everyone wants to know that crystal ball, right? (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, so look, I mean, obviously this, what we're going through right now will have an end. Um, and I, and and then the hope is it doesn't have an end like 2007 and eight, uh, which I don't think we're in that same position. I don't think the, the mortgage, um, um, crisis is going to come back at any near that level. I mean, but there's some weird stuff going on, the forbearance stuff from the pandemic. I mean, we've got, I mean, there's some there, who knows, uh, you know, there, you know, FHA is coming back pretty hard and, and it, if someone buys at the top, there'll be a, a chunk of people. If there's a correction that will be underwater again, but I, it won't be as near, near as big. I think, I think that's stuff that's coming. I think, I think an agent who, who really uh, runs their business like a business then prepares for that, right. Understands that um, stashes some things away. So you're ready for that, that, that opportunity. I think you've got to be, I think if short sales come back, you better be ready to grab onto that quick because those who did that early, and I, you know, we were processing a ton of that stuff back in the day. Those that adopted that early uh, fare, fared not only very well, but spectacularly well um, in those kinds of markets. So it's just being being ready for the inevitable that's going to come. Um, I think, and I think it's weird in the industry, um, I, you know, this, pro, this prolifer- proliferation of these big teams, David, I mean, it's really interesting to watch that grow, you know, because they're like operating in almost like a brokerage without having to be a brokerage and have all that, the stuff that you have as a broker owner, right? So that's an interesting world. And, and I, I think that's something to keep an eye on and see how that's going to play out. Uh, so these, how does that, how does that going to look in the future? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're looking at the DOJ, looking at the real estate industry and you're looking at all these other, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, you know, should the broker have more responsibility and or liability, you know, or, you yeah. know, should these teams, you know, be, um, you know, mini brokerages where they have, you know, agreements with between the broker. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a big thing because I, yeah. you know, I look at teams and I would never be an obstacle to someone wanting to grow their business. Right. I love I love teams. Yeah. I love to be able to help them grow. Um, the one thing that I, you know, that I kind of caution or, or have to take a step back is that, you know, most of these teams, you know, a cons- to a consumer who doesn't have the same, you know, knowledge and, you know, right. knows the intricacies of the way that, you know, an agent and a broker, because they still think an agent, realtor and broker are the same exact things. So, yeah. you know, when they look at a team, they're looking, oh, the owns his own brokerage or, or that's his own company or what right. have you. 
Um, and you know, that appearance I think is a bad thing for the real estate community. Um, but you know what, I'm, I'm one person, so I, you know, I don't know. I just think that, you know, if we want to protect the consumer and we want to be able to have consumers go somewhere other than the team leader, you know, they need to know who the broker is, um, because it's important. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, look, you're with, you're with Remax. So you're you're the you're one of the big boys, um, and so I think that those are that's that's the that's where that kind of um, leadership will come from, right? How that's going to look. So it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. So people talk about traditional brokerages, right? They consider mm-hmm. Remax a traditional brokers. They consider mm-hmm. you know um, EXP a uh, you know a, a you know a cloud based or virtual based brokerage. You know coming up, and we're talking about stocks and all kinds of you know stuff. You know, um, is the traditional brokerage dead? Um, I don't think so. I know it's not right now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but that's you know that that's a tough question because you know uh, going f- down the road, what what will happen? What does it look like? Right? Um, you know, we I mean Keller Williams rolled out a whole different model. T- how long ago? Twenty five years ago. It's been a long time, right? That they've been around. And there were a lot of people that were saying, oh, my gosh, this will never work at the beginning of that, I'm sure. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, as as the home buying audience um, continues to you know, come from this place of knowing nothing but online, quick and easy, virtual, I don't need a brick and mortar for anything, that might change the way that, you know, the consumers are looking at it. And as people my age age out of you know, the uh, real estate market, there, there could be, there could be some changes, but I, you know, I think that's kind of a long-term view uh, still at this point. Um, but, but I think there's, there's definitely a possibility of more and more, um, more and more of the focus in the industry being away from the brick and mortar traditional to, to maybe something a little more digital, which doesn't mean that the brick and mortars can't be a part of that. I mean, they're obviously, I'm sure there's some plans in place now to be a part of those kinds of uh, um, changes in the future. I think it's it's an interesting interesting conversation because the pandemic facilitated the virtual brokerage, right? They 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 I mean they pushed forth technology that you had to embrace technology yeah. whether you know you were 20 years old or you know or 90 years old. Yeah. Or you had to retire or get, get out of the business because you know you had to understand what Zoom was. You had to you know I mean it, it wasn't a, a negotiable thing, you know, no. uh, where where it was previously. And now it's facilitated, you know, the, you know, the iCloud or the virtual um, uh, brokerages, you know, that you look at, you know, and, and, I, and I, I guess, you know, I always look at the behaviors of like certain generations, right? So like, you know, you look at the millennials, which we've been talking about for many years, you know, um, you know, as you said, you know, as the Gen X and the, and the baby boomers get out of the business, well, the, the behaviors of millennials are you know, they don't need an office, right? So they don't need to be in in a brick and mortar. Now, I don't know yeah. if that's going to change. I'm certain that I'm certain that there are a segment of them who believe that you need to meet someone in the office other than in Starbucks or, you know, somewhere else other than, you know, Panera Bread or whatever. Um, you know, we have a big office, but our office is really designed for people to be in it. And, um, you know, I think we've lost agents based on the pandemic because our business model was based on having people 
in our office. Now we we've always had people in our office even during the pandemic, but it's it is a uh, it is interesting the next few years and where that goes and how that um kind of you know zigs and zags kind of thing. Right, I agree. I think it's something that you just got to be prepared for it, right? I mean, there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with turning a big space into you know um like a meeting place like a casual place people can come in and hang out and get some work done almost like one of those tech incubators you know that that what's wrong with the the remax office being that and sure. people coming in there and hanging out and they're talking to your agents who are there working i mean there's some really cool op- opportunities no agreed uh bill i always i, I ask the last my final two questions right? okay um at, at the end um what is your favorite all-time streaming series um, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, um, whatever that streaming series is on. And then um, what is uh, what are you currently watching? So my all-time current or my all-time favorite streaming series is relatively recent, and it is without a doubt um, one of the best series I've ever seen anywhere. It's Ted Lasso. And if, if you haven't Ted Lasso, I've never seen T-T-E-D, it. T-E-D and then at Lasso, L-A-S-S-O, and it's Jason Sudeikis as a – just a good old boy college football coach who ends up um, being hired to run an EPL Premier League soccer team in England. Oh, and it's just, oh, and he's just, he's all about right relationships. Oh, David, he's all about relationships. It's such a good show. So, so that's, that's definitely number one. The other one that I, that we're watching currently is Big Sky. Which is yeah. nothing near Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's a little darker. Well, well, I saw Yellowstone, and uh, mm, you know um, yeah. that was really good too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're currently <laughs> we're we've uh, currently hit the um, the streaming wall, so um, <laughs> we're finishing up oh, Good Girls. I've watched Ted Lasso. There's ten episodes. I've watched the series three times oh, in the wow. last uh, three months. I'm so. definitely I'm definitely it's, it's, in on it. Yeah, let me know what you think. It's fantastic. I will. Listen, Bill, I, I I can't thank you enough. Um, your Real Estate Sessions podcast, you know, you could find them everywhere around the uh, um, podcasting, and we certainly appreciate it. Um, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, Bill, it, it was a pleasure. It was all mine, and uh, have a great week, and uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Thank you.